I'm George Galloway, and I present Kali Mahorra on Al Maidin Television. Here we are in London. I speak my words freely, either in Parliament, on television, here on the streets of London. Kali Mahorra means free word. That's what I speak. So Kali Mahorra is a two-way conversation. Check it out on Al Maidin Television. Welcome to Kalimahara with me, George Galloway, on Al Maidin Television, coming to you from London, but discussing Algeria. With, as always, an audience of distinguished experts and one or two enthusiastic amateurs like me. For someone of my age, Algeria will always be a special place. The anti-colonial struggle fought by the Algerian people against the French Empire was of epic proportions. The sacrifice gargantuan. More than one million martyrs to be free of French colonial rule. Most of them in Algeria, some of them in France, some of them ending up floating in the River Seine in the middle of Paris. The heroism of the fighters of the Kasbah, the heroism of the women fighters, of the FLN, the Liberation Movement of Algeria, the Front de Liberation Algeria, the National Liberation Front, the woman prisoner, Jamila Bouderi, standing in a French court and uttering these words, I am an Arab Muslim woman, captive in the hands of foreigners which she sent as an appeal to all the men of the Arab world, all those who considered themselves to be Arabs, to be Muslims, to be lovers of freedom and independence. The great leaders, one of whom, Ben Bella, God rest his soul, I became a close personal friend of, was sang to by him in his beautiful singing voice many times a giant of a man in every sense. His successor, Boumedien, made Algeria in the 1960s one of the citadels of radical revolutionary politics, standing up against empire, standing up for the Palestinian people. Algeria was carved in our hearts. In recent decades, Things have not been so clear-cut. Algeria ought to be a major player on the world stage, but is not. Algeria is the biggest country in Africa, the largest country in Africa, yet is seldom spoken of as an African power. Algeria has a huge population comparative to most Arab countries, almost 45 millions. It has a high income per capita, more than $16,000 a year income per capita. It has treasures of oil and gas. It has a gigantic coastline on the Mediterranean. It ought to be a major player in Mediterranean European affairs, but it is not. What's happened to Algeria? Well, to be fair, 
the tides of men ebb and flow. The revolutionary nationalist politics for which they stood iconically have undoubtedly ebbed in the previous decades. And Algeria became the home to, either because of or as, or as a result of, or causing a insurrection of Islamist fundamentalism long before other countries knew what that phenomenon meant. Algeria had an Al-Qaeda problem before Al-Qaeda, had an ISIS problem before ISIS, either as a result of failures of the political system in Algeria, failures of the distribution of wealth in that wealthy country, or because it was unlucky. Algeria became a place where mass murder most foul became present on every street and for many years. And the defeat of that Al-Qaeda ISIS type phenomenon was brutal and bloody. Some would say too brutal, some would say too bloody, which begat in turn a sullenness amongst a section of the population which preferred the Islamist trend to the nationalist trend. With the ebbing of revolutionary politics came the ebbing of the democratic idea. Although Algeria has a parliament, in fact, a bicameral system, although Algeria nominates and elects its president in a free election, the last one was generally adjudged by the international observers to have been free. In truth, there's not much democracy in Algeria and the parliament doesn't call the shots. Who calls the shots in Algeria is rather like the camel, difficult to define but easy to recognize. Le pouvoir, the, the power, the decision makers, are regarded by the people of Algeria as a group of people not elected by them and not removable by them. A collection of people from the deep state, from the intelligence service, from the army, from the veterans of the independence struggle, though necessarily because of the march of years, they become fewer and fewer. The FLN that led this great epic, heroic, independence, freedom struggle is still in power in Algeria, but it's not the FLN that it was. And then there's the president. To give you an idea of how long President Bouteflika has been around and how old he is, let me tell you this story. When I took a red London bus, from Big Ben to Baghdad in 1991, I spoke in the middle of the night in the great city of Oran in Algeria. And after I spoke, a very old man came to me and said, you know Che Guevara spoke in this very hall? I said, really? Yes, on the stage you just 
addressed us from. He came here with Bouteflika, who was the minister of youth in 1962. And in 2019, President Bouteflika, now as old as the hills of Algeria, is contemplating running for yet another term as president of the People's Democratic Republic of Algeria. That's a matter for the Algerians. It's not for me to say. But it strikes me that Algeria needs a new generation of leaders. That's all I'm going to say. And I say it with love for Algeria, for its history, for its martyrs, and for its great people. I have people in this audience who know far more than me. So let me cast the debate open, sir, with you, an expert and writer, commentator on Arabic affairs. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Abdullah Hamouda. Actually, it is astounding that life has frozen not to progress in Algeria over the last three decades, four decades, after the death of Boumedian. Uh, there is a facade of democracy, like you said, but there is a shortage and lack of, of leadership. That raises the question as to whether this is the death of politics as people aspire to have it. Uh, is there some kind of pluralism when everyone is trying to jockey for a place for the blessing of the powers to be in the country? Uh, I visited Algeria last year and it was striking to see that this country uh, you spoke about the resources there, but there is a, a, another major resource, and that's agriculture as well. And Al Algeria is a country which is potentially able to sustain itself in food, but still imports. Uh, it has lots of money, but it is in debt. Uh, it has so many uh, uh, political institutions, but they are... Uh, without substance. Potemkin villages. How, how can this continue? I can understand the reason for discontent. And I, I was really surprised that the, the, the Arab Spring, so-called, did not approach Algeria. So is there any kind of mechanism which can help the Alger Algerians protect and evolve in a different way? I'm not sure. There are so many questions. It is a, an enigmatic country at this stage. The powers to be are in the dark. You can't see them. They speak about the generals. They speak about the business uh, tycoons. They speak about the deep state. And you don't see them. But how they act, uh, does God work in mysterious ways that these people can... Uh, have the country as we know it. Uh, actually, I, I think that it is amongst Arab countries some kind of enigma. Uh, 
to remain as it is, and you don't know what kind of prospect the future holds for it. As you were talking, I had in mind a, a sphinx, magnificent, made of stone, unyielding, unmoving. That's what Algeria seems to me uh, today. With all its majesty, with its stance on foreign affairs, inter-Arab affairs, generally a progressive one. They stood by Iraq, for example. They refused to turn their back on Syria. They are not a part of invading other Arab countries and seeking to overthrow them. These are magnificent characteristics. But a nation can't be made of stone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doctor, you too, a wonderful analyst of Arab affairs. Please introduce yourself. Um, Dr. Hala Diaba, I'm filmmaker, analyst, and TV commentator. Um, I'm talking about why Algeria ability is not really you know, fulfilled in the Middle East. First, Algeria, Morocco, Tunisia have a very kind of spectator role within the Middle Eastern affairs. We do not see the North Africa countries as effectively in the Middle Eastern politics as other countries. But there is a bigger question here that Algeria is still under the fear of Islamism. Islamism in Algeria is very big and is very effective. Uh, whether we have seen that the, the impact of uh, Algeria and Islamism in Paris, you know, in the heart of Paris with Charlie Hebdo, the, the, the two brothers were Algerian. Uh, Jamil Bagal, who was the main uh, mindset behind uh, the attack, was Algerian. Algeria now, unfortunately, is associated with a terrorism, with, with Islamism, with fundamentalism. And the only way to change that is to change the political situation in Algeria, to give place for the young people in order to be part of politics, in order to be effective in their own country. And also we, don't, can, we cannot forget that the 28% of the Algerian youth are unemployed. Now, um, Bouteflika is still in power because of the public fear of uh, the rise of Islamism. We have seen that in, in Syria, we've seen that in Egypt, we've seen that in Libya and Tunisia. These Islamists are there and they are waiting for an opportunity to jump into the political scene. And I think that's why uh, the political um, entourage behind uh, Bouteflika are helping him to stay in power in order for this Islamic wave not to come into political scene. And the only way of that is to empower and invest in the young people, whether they are in Algeria or outside Algeria, in order to take a part in, 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 in Algeria and in political scene in Algeria. That begs a couple of questions, at least, uh, Doctor. Uh, let me uh, continue uh, with you for a moment, please. The first is why. Why is Algeria uh, the home of such a virulent and large number of Islamist fanatics, throat-cutting fanatics? How did that come about when Algeria in the 19... 60s and 70s was a left-wing country with a revolutionary leadership and the FLN was a flag. Uh, how did it come to pass? And secondly, are these Islamist fanatics best marginalized by keeping very old men in power and everything as it is, 
satisfactory or not, depending on who you are? Or is it by allowing the generations of Algerians to take their place in the sun, in the political sunlight? Of course, the rise of Islamism starts from 1999. But as we know that, we have seen that in Syria, we've seen that in, in Egypt, we've seen that in Libya. Islamic fundamentalism is part and parcel of any society, of any community, when there is political suppression, where there is any unemployment, where is fear of, 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 of freedom of speech. So when there is wave of a new political leader, he could, like in Morocco, Morocco sounds a little bit more diverse and more stable in its um, ideology. And I think maybe Algeria needs a a new wave of political leader who can... It has nothing to do with age. It has to do with... Um, no, I'm all in favor of yeah, older men I taking mean, power. It has, to, it has to do with a new spirit. And Corbyn's even older than yeah, me. Yeah, a new spirit to open door for people who are from left wing, who are from the right wing, who are uh, have Islamic ideology, but also in order to also give... Um, way to people to be part of the society, part of the community. We see Algerians couldn't progress and f nourish and flourish in their country because of the political suppression, lack of opportunity, plus the fear of, of Islamism. And I think that with a new leadership that will open doors for a new way of expressing um, th this, this Islamic ideology or even political ideology. Well, it's possible to, of course, pursue an Islamist ideology peacefully. And in uh, a moderate way, and, and in, in modern, in Morocco, moderate way. Morocco, uh, the country next door, that seems to happen. Uh, I'm not sure about the ideology of the state. I'm not sure it has an ideology, the state of Morocco. It's a kind of make-do and mend uh, philosophy, just-in-time philosophy, make a reform when you need to. Uh, but there are Islamists in power uh, in Morocco and they're not going around cutting people's throats. Isn't that possible in Algeria? And don't forget that Algeria has a military Islamist ideology. It's not only that just an ideology of, uh, like, it's not a theological ideology. It's military. There are many, milita there are many Algerians, they carry uh, uh, guns and they carry, um, they, they have operate, they have a lot of military operations in, in France, in other countries. And that is difficult because I think that in a way the political, the political regime in Algeria, for the interest of the continuity of the political regime in, in, in Algeria, is to leave the Islamist, the Islamism wave in Algeria, because that will stop people from uh, protesting, people from uh, calling for democracy, people for uh, pursuing uh, freedom of speech, parliament, uh, the youth to be part of, um, of the house, like part of politics. And I think it serves uh, the continuity of the entourage behind Bouteflika to stay in power is to leave the, the country as it is than actually to change and to modernize uh, this ideology. Mind you, parliaments are not necessarily a great thing. Libya has four of them. And look at the state that it's in. We'll be right back.
watching Kale Mahorra with me, George Galloway, for Al Maidin Television, coming from London, but talking about the great Algeria, its history, its present, its future. We took the Kale Mahorra camera onto the streets of London to ask people what they thought. Take a look. Many people in Algeria believe that the government there is run by the military. Do you think this style of governance is healthy for society? Uh, no, hopefully not. Definitely this, this unbalance of powers is not healthy. I mean, you cannot have militaries running a country. For the country, I think it's positive. Yeah, because now, you know, uh, the, um, a lot of things dangerous. Can you see any positives in having a military model of governance? No. <laughs> like, that's the simplest thing. There's lots of, um, we can see a lot from uh, history that as soon as you move on to uh, militaristic, uh, then it has a lot of um, ramifications, both in the social and governmental, so I would say definitely not. A lot of the younger generation in Algeria mm -hmm. feel disenfranchised with the system. Yeah. Given that's the case, do you think that uh, there's a future for this kind of governance if the young people are not on board? Uh, definitely not. I feel like there's a lot of uh, even disenfranchisement in the UK with the young people and it's definitely not going to work. I think young people will find their way as they did in, in Arab Springs. I mean, I believe they will have probably a way of coming into policies once the, the pressure becomes unbearable. I believe there's not much future with regards to this because the younger generations are going to be taken over in the future. Do you think there is a danger from uh, Islamist factions inside Algeria in the coming election? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Because a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, men in the mountain, mountain and it's dangerous. I think yes, I think so, because we are near to Algeria and we have this problem now. Yes, because a lot of uh, tourists uh, come to Tunisia from the Algeria. Well, a mixed uh, bag, quite a lot of uh, interest there. Uh, sir, what would you like to say? Thank you very much, um, Walid. Um, I really disagree with the lady next to me. I would say we don't have, we're not really fear from any Islamic fear or, or like oh, she said, people are wearing, like carrying ba uh, like uh, guns or we don't have anything like this. But I've, this lady seemed there. to think they were in the mountains. We don't have any mountains. Well, all this, well this, is, this is a story. Oh, have, I, I've, I've been on them. Well, <laughs> well, we don't. We, I'm well next to the city. I live not far from Algiers, but we don't have anything now. It was before, and now I think every Algerians know the games that it was before and now. It's a big change. now. Now there is Facebook, there is Google, there is YouTube. We can see everything. What's happened? They used to tell us it's completely different. That's wrong. All the world from the outside, Algeria, as you said, Algeria, it's a continent. It's not a country, and. It's really everything, everything is wrong, everything, the bad management, the lack of management from the current government, exactly. They, they lead the young people to disappear, to leave the country. When I was 15, I really, I had this question when I was in college here. 
about 2016 or 17, while one of the teachers told us, can you please write what, what was your dream? I was really shy. I was, I was going to say, but my dream, I was, as far as I realized, and I knew what I'm doing, I want to leave the country. And the same as Algerian people, young people, they just, they despair everywhere. They lose the hope. So they just want to leave the country. They don't want to stay there. And about Islamic terrorists, well, no, not really. We're completely different. I'm not really saying to say, oh, we are the best. Not we are the least, because we need to be more uh, brave. Well, we are brave, I would say, because if you know that you're going to die in the sea, about 50%, you're not going to achieve the other side from the continent. And you're going to take a risk. You're going to make five or seven people with you with, like, let's make some money and let's go to boats, small boats, and leave the country. That's a big... This is brave. We are brave. We're really new generation. And yet generation. Algeria is a rich country. There should be a future for all of its young people at home. I believe this is not really for us, for the Algerian people, for the government, for people who are really influenced there, ministers. This is not for the Algerian people because poverty is everywhere now there. Do you believe, Mr. Gal, we're now 2019. People like you, in, if you don't wake up early morning, I'm talking in the capital, I don't know, I'm not going to take you somewhere else in the DZ. No, no, no. I'm just talking in capital. 2019 people queuing to buy milk. That's why they want the system, this system and this government. They just want Algerian. Think about water. Think about milk, bread. It, don't think much. Just, just focus on these things. Because if you give them all these things, they will think about, oh, why are we not like others? Why are we not like other countries? And that's how what this, this current government, I mean, they were the... I don't know, the lack of their management, they really make everyone leave the country. There is no hope. You study or you don't study, just leave the country. Just mm, leave the country. That's very, very uh, yeah. sad. This lady here. Uh, I want just to add to Mr. Walid about what he's saying, as uh, because um, while well, I'm sitting, um, sitting here and studying politics, but I'm talking, I'm not going to talk from the perspective of being a citizen, Algerian citizen. Exactly what you all have said, that Algeria is, well, is a, in comparison with other countries, is a stable country and, and is much better than other countries, like similar countries, like Arab uh, countries or even the uh, neighbors. So, but wha what, we, what we want to show is that the new generation now or the previous generation, they want to change. They want to see changes. They, want, they just now, they, they are very tired of being, having the same system, the same um, ideology, the same way of thinking. How would thinking. you characterize their ideology? Because I don't understand the language. I would characterize it like a very old and I mean like expired ideology. They had, they is not working at at no uh, no days. They it's like you are infused like a printer in a very old way in a very old city, and then you still use it and you you expect a new results. And which you, and this uh, this printer is not working at at the, at the right time at at our present. That we need something new. We need to see. We ha we, we need to go ahead, to 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 be like a very de like developed countries. I mean, wh why not? If all if we, if you if you go to Algeria and you ask, I'm talking about the citizen, not talking about the system, the the power power system, because power system they are having in their mind to to to. I mean, to stay or to go in the same way without changing. And they, they want to keep the same system as it is uh, for longer and longer. We, we need to change. 
change is always good in if in in any in anything this is this is the nature of the, the, of the of our lives well not all change yeah. is good is it i mean well the, not all of but the is the nature was saying one of the reasons for this ossification mm -hmm. uh, of the regime is fear that this black decade to which you refer mm -hmm. will return that's a legitimate fear isn't it uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, this is a fear, but uh, is is you don't not want to end is up not like Libya. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, even like Libya or Syria or um, uh, Iraq or uh, all of the all of those. The, now the Algerian uh, people they are mature. They are know what to do. But they, the, as you said, that there is a fear, the little fear that that stop them of being to go against the the the, the power mm. regime mm. so but this is still like it's not solution i mean it's not still like something going wrong no, behind and of course the argument exists that by by clamping down by being a sphinx yeah uh, actually when change does happen it will inevitably be more violent doctor you want to exactly, respond sir. Um, I mean, uh, first I want to go back to um, um, the um, gentleman said. We need to, to first to check facts. Um, you know, I work with Jamestown Foundation, think tank um, organizations that report to governments about militant jihadists. And we work on analysis of jihadists in Syria that, and majority, and there is a big number of jihadists who went to Syria and they are on leadership level. On senior level, they came from Algeria. Going back in history since 2000, since September 11, Algerian uh, uh, jihadists were active in the uh, Islam, Islamic fundamentalism scene on, um, on senior level. We Not only in Charlie Hebdo, but also even in England, there was this Algerian guy in 2000 something where they found, he found uh, in, his, uh, in the boot of the car, uh, car, if you remember that, there's a bomb in, in his shoes. And, and that, that is a problem that is rooted inside the country. Um, it's not to blame the Algerian people. I mean, we, we have extremism in, in every country, in Egypt, in Libya, in Syria. It's because of the political suppression, because moderate Islam it has no place to revive. Moderate uh, uh, leaders, like people cannot see Islam as a faith they enjoy. And, and the political regime, the political suppression affected terrorism and affected uh, fundamentalism in the country. Mm. Another problem is the lack of community uh, work, grassroots. How can we create leadership in, in, uh, in Middle East? Through um, community work. Uh, how many uh, grassroots community work we have in Algeria? We don't have much. Um, for example, sport community work. How can we create leaders from the community? Th there's not much funding given to the people to create. People only go to the mosque. Do people go to the stadium? Do, how many Riyadh Mahrez we have in Algeria, who is you know, a very prim, uh, strong Premier League uh, uh, um, footballer? The country and the community should invest in leaders like that. And that will pull the country from 
you know, fundamentalism, from Islamic fundamentalism. And we have a lot of, of leaders that will replace Bouteflika and thousands of um, political, um, we can say like dictators, but the problem why political um, dictatorship is very deeply rooted, because these Islamic fundamentalists and terrorists are like cockroaches. The moment you raise your foot, they will rise up, same as they did in Syria. They always blame Bashar al-Assad. They always blame uh, Saddam Hussein. They always blame um, Gaddafi. Okay, Gaddafi has gone. Saddam Hussein can go has gone. Did that create a good society, good community? No. What we need is moderate Islam to come. Uh, a faith to be, uh, to be um, uh, uh, part of life, not suppression. Faith is not uh, 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 cutting uh, throats and it's not suppressing Christians and Alawit and Shia. Faith is to, for all. Faith is about tolerance. What we need is equality, freedom, community, love for sport. People go to stadium. People go to um, community work. That's what we need. That's what we create leaders. Not to say, no, we, we actually, we, we don't have terrorists, really. Check your facts. What about the party itself? The Political FLN parties. was uh, really something. You're too young to remember, but mm -hmm. the FLN was really something. Uh, but now it's a Potemkin village. It's a cardboard <coughs> front, isn't it? The FLN is not actually a, a living organism, and uh, and it's not actually ruling the country. But if you look at Algeria, it's not only a country that in its own in the space. It's surrounded by Tunisia, Libya, Lib uh, 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 Morocco. What's happening in Egypt? Everything happening around the Middle East is infecting, affecting mm. that beautiful country, but yet this country, similarly, I can see it, is on a wheelchair that, that was Bouteflika is sitting. That's very good. And it's not moving forward. Mm. And what you need is really to push, to push this long-rooted ideology of suppression, of, of extremism, of lack of tolerance, of, of um, rigid... Well, these, are, these are two sides of the same coin. Uh, on one side, there is repression and, and dictatorship, though I wouldn't put Algeria quite in that uh, category, uh, certainly but by comparison with manifestation others. But the other side of that coin is extremism, mm. uh, and in this case, Islamist extremism that we have seen in this black uh, decade. It's a conundrum, all right. We'll be right back. Kali Mohorra in London talking about Algeria. It's past, it's present and it's future. Madame. Hello. Um, I'd just like to say twice I've heard um, Tammy Al-Kabani, sorry, by the way. Um, twice I've heard Arab Spring mentioned and uh, I would say don't worry to any country that's talking about Arab Spring because the US will probably have something in store and Algeria being the second um, largest exporter of gas, especially to Europe, um, I'm sure they're going to be quite high on the list. Um, and I think we're making a lot of statements here about Islamic fundamentalists and um, Islam. And, and while I understand there are Islamic fundamentalists, I think we've got a short memory 
when it comes to colonial rule. Um, under French colonial rule, uh, the Muslim population, 12% uh, got less than 12% of money. European settlers did a land rush over to Algeria. Um, and a land rush is where you take the land by whatever means, and usually through death, through beheadings, um, through the most horrific violence. And they were not Islamic. Um, they were they were not Islamist uh, jihadists. They were coming as we European settlers as Christians, and that went on for hundreds of years. So we've got very short memories if now all we're judging Algeria by is Islamic fundamentalists. And I think one thing that's important to remember is that the current president of Algeria has lived through those times and probably remembers those times. He was and a fighter for yeah. liberation. And while, while the younger generation are saying we're bored, back France used to allow unlimited young male men to... Um, but not females, just males, to travel to France because they could do hard labour, they were given free passage. Muslims were not given passage to France. In fact, uh, there were many... They were told if, they, if you come to France, you have to uh, renounce being a Muslim. If you come to France, you are no longer a Muslim. And so many Muslims stood their ground and said, actually, I'm not going to go then. So actually, the Algerian people have been very proud. And I think the fact we're sitting here talking about Islamic fundamentalist jihadists, it is exported. France, Europe, UK, America are one of the biggest exporters of um, terrorism because they pay. Whoever, whoever wants to go, um, France used to send over its criminals to Algeria. They sent the working class over to Algeria. That's what they did. They exported people to Algeria to take land off the Algerians. It well, that, that's very important historical perspective. Tammy, I need to move on yeah, just sorry. for reasons of uh, time. The lady in front. Afnan al Kafaji. Um, in regards to what the doctor said here, um, sorry, if you remind me of your name. Hala, Dr. Hala. Um, just coming from a, you know, a younger person perspective, thinking about the people living in Algeria, especially the younger generations, um, with the lack of employment for those people, I think it's very difficult to kind of form this new flourishing society of new leaders and people who can, you know, take over um, from someone who's been, you know, in office for since 99. Um, I think it's very difficult when you're already living in such um, harsh conditions to, you know, um, become these new Olympics and, and you know, good stadiums and um, just grow and flourish. It's difficult with him in office for a fifth time. So I think definitely change is crucial for the flourishing of the society and hopefully get a stronger leadership where uh, very little foreign intervention takes place, I think. Thank you. Uh, it is, uh, this uh, lady here, it is important to just bear in mind uh, Algeria is one of the richer Arab countries. It has an average income of $16,000 a year. That's not uh, uh, a king's ransom, but it's not uh, actually far away from many European 
uh, levels of income, madam. Yeah. Uh, you actually, you're right. It's is one of the richer uh, countries. But this is the, the main problem that people now suffering. Why our, our country is rich, but we are poor. That's the, the contrast, I mean, the contradiction between why we are suffering of having like a very, a very range of like a salary, a very minimal. If you compare it with, the, for example, European countries, is nothing. So, um, but if you compare the, the wealth that we have and the other countries, European countries, that is, uh, you cannot compare it. That this is where, where we can find the contradiction between. Don't you have still a high social wage going back to the socialist period? Mm. Uh, things like uh, health and education mm. and we so don't, on. Yeah, we don't have any problem with having like uh, to go to hospital because everything is free and even, even the education is free. But what the quality, the, not the quantity. The quality of education, how it is, That's is true in all socialist is economies. The, is very I mean, lots of quantity, not so yeah, much quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is the this is the whole point. Is if if I if the government give me the free education, but it doesn't give me the the high level of education, then no. it's not there is no point. But there are huge parts of the world where they don't give education at all that's the only point I'm yeah making. but uh, well it, this the, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the, uh, the whole algeria because algeria is the only country that i can i can can no, you're say, quite right. say about and i can reclaim and defend yeah so and uh, this i mean a very a very contradiction between what we have and what we are having but between what we are i mean what we are expecting but what we have in like right now i mean is very is not is not very mean help mean helpful or as are all of the is not nothing is it can be make our people happy no yeah uh, that's that's no. the only and even i want to talk about another one point is uh, the elections that is is, uh, mm. is our discussion today is that now today people they are not in, they don't believe that they are going and the, the, the day of the election they go into to elect because they don't know who is going the, to vote for? This is the the, 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 the I mean, huge, I mean, um, destructive point. So uh, they whether they don't go, or they go just and then they they, they believe that they, they this someone is going to to have the, the term and that's it. And they don't have the the, the opportunities or the, the the equal opportunities. I mean, like the give. The, this I'm, I'm going to to vote for Afalan, for example. That means I believe, I strongly believe that this is the the, the hope and this is the I mean the future of the country. But okay. the problem is not the case. Yeah. Walid, briefly. Yeah, um, I want to talk about the dictator Botafliga. He been in power more than since 1999. You mean the freedom fighter Botafliga, without I without without whom the French would still be ruling you. Well, I don't call him <laughs> like that, but well, I call him should, as a dictator. You should. You should. Well, he might but be a dictator, but a bit of respect <coughs> would be in order. Because if not for the FLN and the martyrs and the strugglers and the fighters, France would still be ruling you. Well, you that's wouldn't correct. have free education, I promise you that. Well, that, that's true. That's good. But we are getting fr free education. They're not really giving us like... Uh, like uh, the, we are a rich country, as you, said, you mentioned before. So mm -hmm. I'm, to, I'm so he's on the wheelchair now. Do, don't we have? Do you think that Algerians are everywhere around the world? We have inventors, we have educated people. They cannot run the country. Believe me, if this government will go, after ten years, you will see Algeria where and now. 
I'm not going to say 10 years, just five years. Just we're going to take the corruption on site, and then you will see Algeria. We'll see the you will see the freedom. We will see the reality of Algerians. Um, I'll say about you will say about uh, she mentioned the doctor before. Sorry about to go back again. Um, she mentioned one of the Algerians. He's got something bamb. We're not going to go. You mentioned as well, Riyad Mahrez. I'm not going to go to any Algerian done something. Maybe he born somewhere else, like Zidane. Zidane, it was the greatest place in France when he beat the, when he 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 beat uh, the Italian player in the world. Where they said, "Oh, he's Algerian." No, come on, we we're not going to go like that. If it's like that, no, that's no. President different. Chirac said he was the greatest living Frenchman. Well, they were by the media. <laughs> Chirac now, said that at the yeah. Elysee when he came back. Yeah, but Riyad Mahrez, if you go back to him, well, he's a very good player and we're proud of him, but he born in France and he played in his he, he, whole his he life. He himself as Algerian. Yes, of course. Of course he, he does, because he is. I am Algerian too. Algerian flag in the stadium yes. of King Power on the championship. Well, we I do. respect. Well, I do agree with well, you. but respect your country. But no, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking the same thing that you, you mentioned in something and you go back. We, I'm talking about... You can't say any Algerians done something good or whatever he born here or, or in, in, I don't know, where in Ecuador or wherever it is. You're going to say to him, oh, he's Algerian. No. If it, you're going to see a terrorist is terrorist. If you mention France, France did destroyed, they still destroying our country. They still taking our, our wealth from our people. Our people, they're dying in the sea because of them. What, they, are one, they are part of the games. And in Every, Charlie Hebdo, in yeah. Charlie Hebdo, well, both of these things Algerian. are true. The way to Algeria Madame, on the doctor. council yeah. of France, taking money from the French government and then bombing and killing children and women in the name of Islam. Well, no, no, you we are you are doing a huge mistake. Doctor. You don't know what mistake no, no, you're saying. Walid, you Walid, both of these things are true. That Algeria has produced great things, and it has also, like all other countries, produced bad people. Yeah, yeah, I do agree Just with you. Just like but our country if say, and France and every other country. Yeah, but if you, you can't say Muslim, uh, Algerian Muslims, that this is not, you can't put religion on it. We Otherwise, we say, say Christian. Muslim. No, we're not talking about religion here. I think only retired people and ignorant will talk, mention religion about... The word now is 2019. People are really thinking how no, they no. invent the An moon. An Islamist they do... fanatic group called FIS fought a decade-long civil war in your country and they, they massacred tens of thousands of people in the most brutal way. Final word from Dr. Abdullah. What do you think? It seems a clear dichotomy here. The young people are very dissatisfied. They forgot uh, where they came from. Uh, and by the way, not ancient history. The Beatles were number one in the hit parade, as we call it, when you get to my age. Yes. When, when France was still murdering people in the liberation struggle. But now, they've, now we can talk of them as dictators in wheelchairs. You, yes. you see the anger that uh, exists amongst the young people. Absolutely. I think uh, at the point of concluding this part of the program, I feel much richer uh, through the discussion. Mm. And it's been good. I, I will throw to the debate for the future by the people who will see this program three points. The first one is that the youth see that we now live at the era of post-ideology. And I think it is wrong to leave it as post-ideology. Let us call it efficiency of management and being practical. Uh, because without ideology or some framework of thinking, you fall into populism, uh, which can be destructive, not constructive. 
The second point is that for the future, there is an importance to try and activate politics at the local level. If you activate politics at the local level, you will have to go with it up to the government level and you have a lively political life. And that will take me to the third point, which will mean that people, young people, need to be empowered with hope to avoid despair and feel the need to leave their own country. It was heartbreaking to hear of an exodus of people from a gas and oil rich country, yeah. a country with a huge GDP, with a territory larger than any other state in all of Africa, sure. uh, with all these tasks that their people can be doing, that many young people, Walid says, are just shipping out as soon as they sure. can. Absolutely. It's quite a heartbreaking uh, sure. thought that. Sure. Sure. So, in conclusion, should President Bouteflika run again? If he doesn't, is there anyone of his stamp in the ranks or are we looking at the abolition of that generation and of that ideology? I think the right thing for President Bouteflika is to call it a day and not to run for a fifth term. He's 81. He is not well. I don't think he can uh, exercise the, the powers of his office very well. Uh, and I think it is time to go. There are people uh, like Oyahya, and there is someone else like Khalil Shakib, uh, and many others, but they don't like to run against Bouteflika. If Bouteflika goes gracefully, then these two people and probably others will have the initiative to stand, and we may have a real democratic election. Inshallah. Well, look, that's the end of the discussion. It was much livelier than I expected it to be, and I'm grateful to you all for that. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for the people of Algeria. They're in my heart. Their country is in my heart. The FLN are initials carved in my heart. I've been George Galloway. This has been Kali Mohorra on Al Maidin Television. Thanks for watching.